Lend me your ear, lend me your ear, so we can fill it with stories and facts nobody cares about. Hi. Hi. My name's Brittany. I'm Brooke. And we are here to tell you guys some fun stuff. About some some interesting subjects. Have we caught your attention? Yeah, and it, listen. We know you're not supposed to talk to strangers. That's why we introduced ourselves. No, we're not strangers. We're Brooke and Brittany. Your friends, Romans, and countrymen. Oh my god. <laughs> Lend me your eeries. The podcast where we talk about spooky ghosts, creepy phenomena, and things that go bump in the night. Yeah, that's exactly it. Man, I hit those consonants hard. Hey, it's better than hitting your spouse women. hard. I was going to say women, too, but I I didn't want to put them in a pigeonhole. Well, yeah, also women can beat men. Is that the saying? Put them in a pigeonhole? I no, feel- that, Brittany, <laughs> that's so not the saying. <laughs> the audience, I can't even figure out what saying she's talking about. What's a pigeonhole? <laughs> well, that's, okay. So I, 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 I kid. I sort of know what you're talking about. Pigeonholing someone is when you... Uh, stereotype them, I guess. Yeah, I know, but I... Well, you pigeonhole them. Yeah, but I said that all wrong. Yeah, you don't put them in a pigeon. <laughs> That's something you might do to a pigeon who was lost. <laughs> or dead. Put them That's in a, a pigeon grave. Oh. Different thing. I always get those ones mixed up. I mean, if you're, if you're not really sure what you're going to use it for when you dig the grave, it's just a hole. As soon as you use it for a dead person, it's a grave. That's, Scary stuff. That's serial killer logic right there. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. <Anyway>. Wow. <laughs> Man, are dogs and cats getting squishier on a semi-related Are note. you still a serial killer right now? That was the joke. Is yeah. that your serial killer yeah. character? Yeah. What's his name? Edbert. Ah, they, there's not enough Ed serial killers out there. <laughs> yeah. God, I just... <laughs> Full cliched. Yeah. Ed Bundy. <laughs> Edwin Gacy. Yeah. Edward James Olmos, allegedly. <laughs> oh, God. Edward Scissorhands. Mm-hmm. Uh, as far as perception goes. Yeah. Edward Nigma. Edward Cullen. Oh, uh, he was kind of just a pedophile. Oh, right. <laughs> well, I mean, listen, he's not even close to the age of Uh consent. And John Wayne Gacy wasn't? Uh, Ed Wayne Gacy. Sorry. Get those two mixed up all the time. <laughs> Is it Ed Wayne Gacy or Ed Gein Wacy? Oh. Oh, that was, that was some fun wordplay with serial killers. Anywho, <laughs> updates, Britt. Uh, Britt here uh, with updates. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, and back here. to you, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, it's snowing like a hot damn oh, outside. Oh, God. I just walked home. Through three feet of snow uphill both ways. Mm-hmm. And I get it. Older generations. Well, the commute. Like, you guys getting home from school tonight. From school? From school. Um, it, it usually, we live about, on a good transit day, it probably takes us like half hour to 40 minutes to mm-hmm. get to Second City from where we are. Yep. On the streetcar. It took you and Jessica over an hour to get home today. Almost two hours. Yeah. Uh, like from the end of class 
to us walking in the door. Yeah, you guys got home like just before 11 p.m.? Yeah, so usually we catch, usually we get home about 10. Mm -hmm. Or just before. And usually we're able to catch a streetcar between 9.15 and 9.30. Mm -hmm. Uh, 10 to 10 is when we caught this one. Mm -hmm. And then it stopped at Greenwood. (gasps) Did you guys have to walk? Yep. (gasps) That's why it was, that's why we were so sweaty. Because it was like, we were trudging through thick snow. That's exhausting. Yeah. So we've been hit with like a snowstorm. And I stayed in the house all day. But last week. Yep. Brent, you had an improv show. I did. It was your first one in a while, right? My first one with my conservatory class. How'd it go? Well... There were people there, which is always nice. Yeah. Uh, there was this handsome guy in the front row that uh, kept Aaron. staring at me. Yeah, it was really weird because my my fiance was right beside him. Yeah, <laughs> it's kind of weird. Aaron, uh, know your place, bud. <laughs> uh, uh, check yourself before you wreck yourself. <laughs> oh God! Uh, no, it was it was really good. Yeah, you guys I did think... a uh, montage. Yeah. Which uh, Kamloops audiences will know is sort of similar to the big scene. Mm -hmm. Or freeze. It's kind of like a bunch of mini scenes that you get to decide when they end. Yeah. So like if you can see that, like if you're standing on the side and you're like, oh, that was a really big laugh. Like, let's go end it right now. Or, oh, they need help. I'm going to go end it and sweep it out. So it was fun. I got to do, I think, like. Three or four scenes? Because improv scenes don't need a proper conclusion. They really don't. Uh, but yeah, it was it was really great performing, and I think my class is real funny. So yeah, yeah. You guys, I mean, obviously, you guys had only been together for what two two weeks at that point. So yeah, it was our third three, class that third day. Class, yeah, and then the show right after. So, I mean, that chemistry it develops over time, and that's the thing that after you guys, the con three class went, mm-hmm. and it was. It wasn't a disparity of skill, but it, there was a clear disparity in just the chemistry and comfort they had with each other. Yeah, it was really inspiring. Was, yeah, they worked together so well. Yeah. And it's like, that's what we could do. Or it's that's what you guys could do. Very exciting. Yeah. Hopefully, one day. We saw Glass. Yeah, we saw Glass. Uh, last week, we blitzed our way through the entire uh, trilogy. trilogy. Yeah. I, there was a name for it. It's like Train 177 trilogy or something oh like yeah, yeah yeah i can't remember what it was m night uh please hold your emails I'll unless there's a twist at the end Ooh. Ooh. um yeah we saw glass we like so yeah we saw unbreakable split then glass and i think my favorite out of them was split, split. oh so good yeah fucking I, like i heard people talk about james mcavoy's performance and i'm like oh any actor could play a whole bunch of characters not all of them could do it Every character with the charisma that he has. And very quickly and like super subtly. Super subtly, but also like obviously. Yeah. Different people. He, he was really good. Uh, not a movie review podcast. <laughs> we say that and yet. We say that we every are. time because all we do is watch movies. We got rings. Oh, yeah. That's, that's another thing we did. We bought our, our wedding rings. Yeah. Well, we bought one and we put a down payment on another one. And we'll go pay it off real soon. Yeah. Uh. I think we're... I'm happy with mine. Me too. That was fun. Gross. I know. Ugh. Uh, okay, let's... Uh, I I would like to uh, start my time. What? 
I was pointing, like, I was like, yeah. Oh. I was agreeing. That was a point of agreement. Yeah, I'm, I've had enough of this bullshit. Let's get to the actual meat of this podcast. Brittany has a story for us today. Brittany's scared of lots of stuff. Here's the thing. <laughs> Here's the thing. And I was talking to Brit about this, like, a couple nights ago. Because we were like, oh, where, where are we going to record? Like, in he- this room or in this room? And it's like, well, in this room... Our upstairs people are always like, are you fucking kidding me right now? It's like they follow us. They have a, they're doing a podcast sensor. Let's be as loud as fucking possible. When we're not recording, we barely know they exist. I know. It's just our luck. I'm going to have to include that now. I hate it. <laughs> Tell us your story, Britt. Alrighty. So this week I've done something a little bit different and... I did my thing again where I just typed in the Google because um, I would also like to cover just these one week anyway, but I'm going to talk about some urban legends. Herbs. Some herbs legends. So yeah, I really like urban legends as a kid. I used to read them a lot. Um, So I have some favorites that I would love to cover one day just to like kind of tell scary stories. Um... But this week, I decided to do urban legends that have some actual truths to them. So, like, an event happened that inspired this urban legend versus this is just, like, a campfire story that you tell to your friends to scare the shit out of them. It's like, well, this is super exaggerated, but it did kind of happen. So, the first one, I have three. So, the first one I'm going to tell you guys about is called The Bunny Man. Ooh. Are you familiar with this one? Mm, I don't know, but it sounds terrible. All right. So this is how the legend goes. In 1904, a bus crashed, and of course, what was it transferring? Bunnies? No. Men. Prisoners? Mm, no. Uh, mental patients. Yay! Why did they transport them on buses that crashed? That's exactly what we want. So this bus was transferring patients from the asylum in Fairfax County, Virginia. And because the bus crashed, all the patients escaped. Oh, of course. But uh, authorities were able to wrangle them all up, except for one. Michael Myers. (laughs) Yes. Soon after the bus crash, dead bunnies started showing up around the area where the bus crashed. And lots of bunnies were found hanging from the Fairfax Station Bridge. Um, Later, this person who was leaving the bunnies moved uh, from that to gunning and hanging teenagers. Oh, right. Yep. And locals were told to never go near the bridge underpass, which is now called Bunny Man Bridge. Which if you, like, Google Maps even has that. Like, that's what it's called on Google. So you know it's real. So that's the legend. Now, here's the truth. Here's what actually happened. There are no asylums that were in the Fairfax County in 1904. But in 1970, which is when this legend started, uh, a young couple was driving at night and a man dressed in a bunny suit hurled an axe at their car and it broke their window but no one was hurt. That that's weirder than the fake story. <laughs> <laughs> Just tell that. I know. 
Well, because there's no origin for this man in the bunny costume. He's just a man. He's a grown-ass man in a bunny costume. I like when people describe other people as grown-ass adults. (laughs) It's an enjoyable uh, dressing down, if you will. Brooke likes that. So two weeks later, a man in a bunny suit, presumably the same man. I would hope. Right? Was... Chopping up the porch of an unoccupied home. But by the time police arrived, he was gone. And this bunny man was never caught. That's weirder. (laughs) Truth is stranger than fiction. I don't care about the campfire story. That's fucking weird. (laughs) Yeah, but usually the people telling the story are the teenagers. So, of course, it's terrifying to be like... There's someone who cuts up us. Yeah, but someone who you can reasonably prove cuts up a porch? Yeah. Also, what were teenagers doing in 1904? Uh, you know what? That's a great question. Probably being married. Yeah. Having their third child. Yeah. Yeah, so that's the bunny man. Nice. Mm-hmm. Nice. So you, had you ever heard that one? Uh, no. I don't think I had either. Are you ready for the second one? What is the second one? This is one you've definitely heard before. Amityville. <laughs> we go to New Jersey? <laughs> Candyman. Ooh, yeah, okay. Yeah. Like the movie. Yeah. Uh, the Legend. I'm not going to go into that movie. Hey, Tony Todd's best work. Yeah. If you, So the legend goes, if you look at the mirror, usually a bathroom mirror, Turn off the lights and say, Candyman, five times, he will appear and kill you with his hook. Which, why would, why would you even want to risk that? Like, it's not like if you say Candyman five times and then he'll give you candy. He's just like, no, if he actually is a real thing, he's going to fucking kill you. I mean, what, what is the benefit to doing it? I, let's go fucking try. Nope. (laughs) Did you ever do Bloody Mary when you nope. were a kid? I did. I, I said it twice and I'm like, you know what? There's really no upside to this. Did, <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> it's not I like mean, when I the played the Bloody scenario? Mary. Uh... It's fake and I'm still scared. Yeah. Worst case, it's real and I'm dead. When There's I played no... the Bloody Mary VR. Oh, yeah. And you screamed in front of 20 people? Uh, I thought it, I was in a safe place with just you, but... It was safe. <laughs> Everybody else didn't give a shit about your feelings, though, (laughs) including the people that work there. Now, Brooke, you may be thinking, a killer could never burst through your medicine cabinet and kill you? I was thinking exactly those words verbatim. Well, you would be wrong. Because in 1987, Ruth... What happened to Ruth? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. Ruth McCoy was home alone when she was attacked in her apartment. She called 911, but by the time the police arrived, she was found dead from a gunshot wound. Maybe wounds. Her attackers... From a gunshot wounds? Yeah, from a gunshot wounds. Her attackers gained access to her room... By breaking through the connecting wall in the adjoining apartment and climbed through her medicine cabinet. Apparently, the building was built this way on purpose 
so plumbers investigating leaks could remove the cabinets to check the pipes. And I don't know if it was just this building. It must have been lots of buildings because apparently, I think they stopped making this because robbers were breaking into people's place. Of course they were. Mm -hmm. God, convenience isn't everything. Yeah. So a woman actually did die by having someone climb through her medicine cabinet and kill her, which is very sad. I assume she didn't say Candyman five times, though. But we don't know. We'll never know. She's dead. A uh, moment of silence for our fallen comrade. That includes you guys upstairs. Thank you. Uh, okay, one more. You Lots. ready? Yeah, lay it on me. All right. This is the legend of the body under the bed. Hate that. <laughs> the legend. You stay at a hotel. Right. You fall asleep. As you do. Then you wake up to an awful smell coming from under the bed or in the mattress. Oh, okay, yeah. Once investigated, a dead body is found. Okay, sort of like, well, I don't know, every movie that has a hotel ever. Yeah. It's the dead body in the mattress. Yeah, like American Horror Story Hotel. Also four rooms. Ah, yes. Mmm. Mmm. No doubt. <laughs> now, this is a classic urban legend. Creepy, creepy. But this is actually, like, more common than you would like to think. Um... There have been at least a dozen times that newspapers have reported this, mm -hmm. but people usually smell it immediately. It's not like a, oh, we're going to sleep and don't notice it. But in 1999, in Atlantic City, a couple slept on a mattress that had a body in it. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. And in 2010, in Memphis, a couple, a couple discovered they had slept over the body of Sony Millbrook. She was a missing person, and they found fabric softener had been stuffed in the ceiling tiles to mask the smell. Now, the thing is, they weren't, the like, the only people to have been in that room. Three other occupants had been in that room prior to this couple who Jesus. discovered her. Yeah. Before, like, between her being in there? Yeah, so Jesus. she was a missing person, and... Three people, or three occupants, I assume it's just three people, but maybe it was a couple, stayed in that room, and then this couple did, and then they discovered the body. So Hold the on. But couldn't one of those previous occupants have been the one that stuffed her there? <gasps> we'll never know, except we will. Um, <laughs> and no. And Sony's boyfriend, I also am just assuming Sony is a girl, but uh, Sony could be a guy. Yeah. I'm sorry. Uh, her boyfriend, Microsoft, yeah? Yeah. Um, Sony's boyfriend, Lakeith Moody. Wow, what a name. Was convicted for the murder of Sony Millbrook. That's it. That's all I have, but there's a lot out there. But yeah, I just love shit like that where it's like, ooh, it's a scary story, but there's actually some truth to it. Yeah, no, no, no. We, we approach those in a similar way. Yeah. Because, I don't know, I like to find out how those stories evolve over time. Mm-hmm. And in keeping with that theme, it's Brooks time. Brooks time.
Scrubs time. Everybody shut up! It's interesting, everybody, how similar what I decided to do this week is to what Brittany just did. Really? Yeah, because, and like I said, we approach these things in the same way, because you're all about the urban legends, and I'm all about like how evolution leads us to being afraid of certain things, mm-hmm. or things that have, like, like legends, right? Myths. Stories that we create to explain things that we couldn't explain before. Yeah. And uh, so I'm going back to the well here. I got a series. As I was mentioning last week, I was going to do this last week, but then I got caught up with one of the particular stories. I'm doing Boogeyman Across Cultures again. Part two. And I went a little more obscure this time. But, like, the Sack Man was based on a true thing. Mm -hmm. And this first one was not based on an event that happened, but based on an explanation. So this first one is from South Africa. It's called the Tokolosh. Is a dwarf-like water sprite or a dwarf zombie. It's mischievous and evil, and can turn invisible by drinking water or by holding a magic pebble in its mouth. Sorry, I mentioned they're evil. They're mischievous, but they can be controlled by evil people like witches and warlocks, Ooh. which of course exist. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Like, so matter-of-factly, but also, like, so fucking, like, no, they don't, you stupid idiots who believe in that shit. (laughs) I mean, maybe they do. There's a lot I don't know about the world, but I'm gonna pretend like they don't. (laughs) But yes, they they can be controlled to do the bidding of people who wish to scare or otherwise harm someone else. Depending on how powerful the particular Tokolosh is. I think I'm pronouncing that right. I, I looked it up and I couldn't okay. couldn't find any pronunciations. There's a whole bunch of different ways that this could be spelled, too. But the low end is that they just scare children. Okay. The high end, they can cause illness or death. The way to make one is to find a dead body. Of course. Take the eyes and tongue out. <laughs> shove a heated rod through their head. What? And this causes the tokolosh, or the the corpse, to shrink. What? And then a secret powder is blown into its mouth, and that causes it to come back to life. That, what? Dwarf zombie. If you create one, there is a high price to pay. A relative will die within a year. You don't get to pick which relative? Random relative. That's a risk I would almost be willing to make. So... (laughs) (laughs) A short description of them is that they're brown and hairy. Ah. They speak with a lisp. Well, because they have no tongue. Yeah, that... That doesn't make sense, what I said. follow, but it also kind of does follow. And to make up for their small stature, their penises are so big, they gotta carry them over their shoulder. (laughs) Even the ladies? I assume that... This is a male-dominated society. Oh, so you can only find a male dead body? Mm-hmm. <laughs> the story was devised by indigenous South African tribes to explain why people would die in their sleep. Because they would sleep in or on mats around a fire in their huts. Here's the thing about fire. It creates CO2, which is very heavy, falls to the ground. Mm-hmm. If you're lying on the ground, could... Cause you to not be able to breathe. 
Yeah. And people die. Mm-hmm. And they noticed that people who slept slightly higher didn't die. Or were less likely to. Yeah. So they created short little demons. Or the stories told of short little demons that couldn't reach you. So the way to escape a tokolosh is to put a brick under each corner of your bed. To raise it up slightly. That way they can't reach you. How little are these things? Little enough that a brick is enough. <laughs> <laughs> but they have big penises. I mentioned they scare children. They are actually very friendly with children and are known to disobey the witches and warlocks, which of course exist, <laughs> if they are ordered to harm a child. They will disobey so that they bring no harm to that child. Yeah. They don't hire. They don't hire. They don't harm children. Ever? In theory. It is theorized. <laughs> ah, scientists. <laughs> <laughs> He's a scientist. <laughs> So that's uh, the Tokolosh. There's also a movie out about them that was made in South Africa. Oh. So, foreign films. Yeah. Might review it. My family doctor is from South Africa. Cool. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. That was the most dismissive (laughs) way to respond. Shut up. I mean, it was slightly better than didn't ask. Whose doctor isn't from South Africa? (laughs) No doctors from Canada. Ah. The second one is from Algeria, so we're staying on the continent of Africa, mm-hmm. and I'm going to try this. It's called the Awuahua. That sounds fun. Sounds slightly Hawaiian, but again, Especially I'm probably pronouncing it, it incorrect. <laughs> well, it is spelled that way. It's H apostrophe and then the rest of the word. Oh. It is a creature made up of different animal parts. Follow along, and any artists out there, if you guys want to try to draw this with all these various parts, they might have overdone it with how many different animal parts there are. Alicia, you have to draw this. Has a tail of a scorpion. Okay. One leg is from a donkey. One leg Which is one? The one that isn't from a panther. Got it. One of its hands is a lobster claw. The right hand, specifically. <laughs> the left hand is a monkey hand. Has the chest of a turtle. The horns of a mountain goat, the face of an ape, and its hair is poisonous snakes. Okay, wait. <laughs> you take the chest of the least important part of a turtle? Yeah, why wouldn't you take the shell? Yeah. <laughs> well, clearly didn't choose this. It is thought to hunt children who walk alone at night. Mm-hmm. And it's not, it's not a pretty creature, so it doesn't lure them, but it's fast. Despite the misshapen nature. Yeah. It's also used as a threat by Algerian parents to misbehaving children because, oh, also its eyes are made of flaming spit. What? That was outlined very clearly. Flaming spit. What the fuck? (laughs) Parents use it as a threat because it steals children, eats them, and then uses its skin to, uses the children's skin to repair its coat. Ew. Yeah, sort of a Cheaper's Creepers situation. Ew. And I couldn't find anything else on it. Pretty much everywhere I found this was in like a World of Warcraft monster list. Nice. But it was a a real world mythical creature list. Interesting. But that's that's really it. Alright, what's your last one? Last one, going back to something familiar. You've heard it mentioned, I'm sure, in children's books. 
and also in the film John Wick, Baba Yaga is Russian slash Slavic in general. Yeah. Baba Yaga is a deformed, ferocious witch who dwells in a swamp and has iron teeth. Ooh. They also might call her Baba Yaga bony legs because she has chicken legs. (laughs) Oh, man. For a second, I understood Russian. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) In some versions, she has two older sisters, and they're all called Baba Yaga. Oh, and I bet they're all bitches. Probably. She has a giant nose. Ugh. That's a... Apparently that's a note that stands on its own. Yeah, well, because she's a woman, so we just have to describe what she looks like. She can fly. She doesn't use a broomstick to do that. But she will sweep things with a broom, because that's how... She's a woman, yeah. Because it exists. Yeah. And this is interesting. Her arrival is heralded by the howling of the wind, the creaking of the trees, and the swirling of the leaves. Ooh. And you can tell how that legend would begin. Just people hearing noises in the woods and being like, oh, I don't like that. Mm-hmm. Or, so you, oh, I don't like that. The Russian. You Vodka. Know. They probably <laughs> say it in Russian, but I don't know that. She rides around in a mortar and pestle. Ah, pestle. yes, yeah. Do you know what that is? No. If you ever watch in a movie and you see a witch and she's grinding something up mm-hmm. with, in that little bowl. Oh, yeah, and yeah, yeah. With that... That grinder thing. Yeah, yeah the thing. Yeah. She just, like, grinds. Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. That's how she travels around. She uses a giant, like, stick to push herself. What? <laughs> that makes no fucking sense. Her house also has chicken legs and might possibly have a mind of its own. Because it spins around as it travels through the forest and it reaches people. How does she find her house? And it, st- it stops, plops down windows or eyes so it, it can see people. But I think she's usually inside. I mean, the windows are the eyes to the house. So. Yeah. How the fuck did she find her house? Does the house kill people? Uh, it brings her to them. Does it have chicken arms? But it, it, that might just be a way to explain why in stories, like the witch's house is never in the same place. They go back to try and hunt her down and it's not there. Right. Speaking of those tales, they vary in how they describe her mm-hmm. or how they describe her role. Now, she's either carnivorous and just wants to hunt and eat and lures children into her house. Sort of like a Hansel and Gretel thing. Mm-hmm. Sometimes she's helpful. There's a story called uh, Vasilia the Beautiful, which sort of seems like a Cinderella story. Mm-hmm. Where Vasilia is running away from her family, comes upon Bobby again, and is like, oh, save me. And then she... Bobby, the guy kills her family. Oh yeah, classic Cinderella. <laughs> yeah, very well. I mean, have you read the like the Charles Perrault? Yes, I have. It's very similar. Mm-hmm. All very dark. In a lot of stories, she takes on the role of the the trickster or antihero, sort of like Ka in the Jungle Book. Mm. Sometimes hero, sometimes villain. But that's all. That's all, folks. Something familiar. I am so fascinated in this stuff because it's interesting to see why the stories get created. Yeah. And what people believe. So if you email us... Well, okay. First of all, send us your eerie scary stories. <laughs> we want to read them. We want to read them on the podcast. At Eerie, which is E-E-R-E at gmail.com. Send us your favorites. 
urban legend mm-hmm. and the story behind it. Mm-hmm. Or if you have a favorite boogeyman or mythical scary creature, let us know. And how the story came about. We're fascinated by that stuff. We want to hear it. Yeah. Uh, like, comment, subscribe, review, all that stuff. Yeah. Uh, anything else? Anything I'm missing, Britt? Um, I just, you know, just uh, have a smile. <laughs> just smile more. For breakfast. Yeah, you know. But that's all for now. It is. So, until next time. Keep it up. And the rest is silence.